Are you ready to inject a little punk rock DIY ethos into your indie author career? Join me, best-selling author Steph Green, for the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast, where we're going to explore how to tell your story, find your readers, and build a badass author brand. For more info, check out our website at www.rageagainstthemanuscript.com. Hello writers, and welcome back to another episode of the Rage Against the Manuscript podcast with me, Steph Green. I am so excited about today's episode. I am riding on a high of finishing my first book of 2022. I've got one book down, and you're about to find out just how many books I've got to go. So I am I'm so stoked, and I'm really excited about today's topic, because I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So last week on the podcast, I went through what I had done in 2021 for my self-publishing business, and I kind of talked about the things that worked and the things that didn't work, and I kind of told you, you know, sort of broke down everything, and then I told you, you know, what I earned from that, and I said that this week, I was going to talk about what I'm going to do in 2022, and that is exactly what I'm going to talk about. So I've got a big list here, so I'm just going to kind of run through it, and we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk about things. And uh, yeah, it's going to be good. So, what am I doing in 2022 for self-publishing? Well, uh, first off, I am going to try and write and publish nine books, which is it's a little bit of a stretch for me. Usually I... Usually I'm more like seven to eight books. I think eight is pretty much bog standard for me. I had that one year back in 2020 where I only did five books, but I also did like I also did like five courses during that year, like massive um, online courses for Rage Against the Manuscript, and it was also COVID. So. I kind of feel like that's okay. So I did five that year. I think last year I did seven and a half. Um, and most of the years it's been like, it's been more like eight, I think. Um, I did have one year where I did ten. Um, but a couple of them were quite short. Um, so anyway, so I'm going to try and push myself a little bit. I'm going to try and do nine books. Now, what I want these nine books to be... So I want them to be eight Stephanie Holmes books, and I know what all those books are going to be. So what I don't want is I don't want any more brilliant ideas to like tap me on the shoulder. Not this year. No thank you. I basically have the next two years worth of ideas sorted. I have the next two years worth of covers purchased and like waiting for me. So no more ideas. Thank you very much. And the very fact that I have said that basically means that probably tonight when I go to sleep, I'm going to have some brilliant idea and I'm going to have to figure out how to fit it in. But anyway, at the moment, the plan is to do eight Stephanie Holmes books. So the first book, Stephanie Holmes, that I've just completed is book number seven in the Nevermore Bookshop Mystery Series, which is an ongoing series that I have. And these books, they, they're like... They're basically my favourite books to write, and they are some of my readers' favourite books, like in terms of fandom, in terms of people who are excited about series, and the books that they write to me about, and the books that they want signed, and they want merch for, this is the series. But they're not my bestsellers. Um, that is a fact. They're not my bestsellers. 
Um, so I'm doing. So what I've been doing is I've kind of been doing one book in the series a year um, for the last few years, and there's going to be two more books in the series after this book comes out, which is book eight and book nine, and they're going to be quite short books. Um, the book I just finished is only fifty thousand words, um, and I imagine book eight will be fifty thousand as well, and then book nine is all the characters getting married, so it's going to be their wedding, and there's going to be like a murder at the wedding because it is a murder mystery series um so it's gonna be the wedding and i'm hoping i might be able to do that in kind of like a novella book um so it'll be more like thirty thousand words and i'm going to do both those books next year so that's some next year projects but so right now so one of the books is book seven and then more then i have a three book at the moment it's three books, a three book series um, which is a sort of a dark bully romance series, a contemporary series which I'm going to work on next and those books are set in the same world as my other contemporary books and they're actually, the series is actually going to have some of the children of um, characters in my Stonehurst Prep series. So it's basically Stonehurst Prep second generation. It's a very different, very different concept. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm getting covers made right now. I'm, I I've, I've already written a few thousand words of these books. I cannot wait to get them out there. Um, so yeah, I'm super stoked. So that's, um, that's four books. I have a duet um, that I would like to write, which is um, so duet is you know is, is two books that form a series, and that would be an MF romance. It's another contemporary book, and it's also set in the same world. And it was originally going to be books three and four in my dark academia series, um, but I think I am going to make it a make it its own thing. Um, as a, this might be a whole other episode actually but <laughs> basically I already have these books on pre-order um, as books three and four but they they're not doing very well and I'm going to cancel the pre-orders do this other series that I think has more of a more walks it's going to be more commercially successful and have a bit of a rethink about this duet so I've got this duet so I might do that this year or I might actually leave that a little bit and I'm sort of figure out what I'm going to do um and then I have some paranormal books that I would like to write and publish, and I'd like to do them, there's four books in the series, I've already got the covers, and I'd like to do them kind of boom, 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 really fast. And I think these books will be a bit shorter, which is basically the reason why I think I might be able to fit nine books in this year. So I think these books are going to be on the shorter side, um, and they're also set in the same world as my Nevermore Bookshop mystery series. And basically what I'm hoping to do with these books, it, it, it's the concept is that it's another reverse harem romance murder mystery series, except that it's a slightly different, it, it's more paranormal than the Nevermore ones. The Nevermore ones, it's an interesting sort of bridging kind of thing because there's this magical bookshop that brings characters to life like characters from literature to life and so that's the concept so it's a paranormal concept but in terms of the actual stuff that happens in the books it's mostly quite contemporary like there's not really a lot of magic and things so what I want to do with this so I think it's one of those annoying places where it kind of sits where it's kind of a little bit too paranormal to interest 
contemporary readers and maybe not quite paranormal enough to interest paranormal readers. So what I want to do is kind of push it more in that paranormal direction and I want, so I'm doing this new series which has got a very paranormal um, sort of subject but it's basically the same concept it's a it's our heroine and her harem and they're gonna go and solve murder mysteries it's gonna be four books in the series and if it does really well I'll just keep going with the books um, and it has crossover with Nevermore it's basically the next town over and the, the heroine the, you know, the heroines from both books are friends and I have ideas for like actual sort of complete crossover books um, but that you know that comes later if this if this idea actually takes off um if it doesn't i'm gonna cry and then i'm gonna finish my four books and i'm gonna move on and that's totally cool so i'm hoping to get that at least started this year but we're just i'm, I'm just kind of leaving after this three book series so after my first four books with stephanie holmes i'm sort of leaving things a bit a bit up in the air because i you know i just i you know, I like to have space to kind of make decisions and kind of readjust the strategy depending on what's doing well and what's not doing well. So that's that's kind of where we're at. And then, but you may be saying, well, you've got nine books in total and you've got eight Stephanie Holmes books, then what's this other book? Well, my friends, uh, that is an interesting thing. And actually, I'm about halfway through this other book already. Um, and I was going to spend sort of January and February actually completely dedicating myself to writing it. But I realized that it would be a bit better if I kind of spread writing this book out over a few months so that I could actually get the get my Stephanie Holmes books written on, you know, kind of the regular schedule that my readers are used to. Um, so basically, if I took two months off to write this this book in total, then that ends up being, then I then have to take sort of six to eight weeks, so about two months off to write the next Stephanie Holmes book. So that means four months between a release. Whereas doing it the way I'm doing it now, where I kind of write a Stephanie Holmes book and then take it, a couple of weeks to work on this other book and then write another Stephanie Holmes. Doing that, that means that my Stephanie Holmes schedule basically stays on track. But I am getting this book written. And what this book is, is it is a standalone book under a brand new genre and a brand new pen name. And I am very excited. <laughs> so excited. So, um, this is going to be, so I'll tell you a little bit about it. I'm actually going to do an episode soon about um, about this and why I'm doing it and kind of how it's going. But basically, I'm, I've wanted to write a psychological thriller, like a domestic psychological thrillers for a long time. That is probably 30 to 40% of what I read um, in terms of fiction is um, sort of, what people tend to call domestic thrillers, where they're psychological thrillers, normally starring women, they're often sort of focused around the home. Um, it's often about kind of, sort of, they're often about relationships, like you know, who do you, you know, can you trust your husband, that that sort of thing, or um, what happens if your kid does something unthinkable, you know, that that kind of thing. I love them, I love them so much. Um, Girl on a Train, um, Gone Girl, those kind of books. That's so. That's the kind of thing I'm after. So I want to write these kind of books, and I've done a lot of soul searching about this. And I think that my ultimate goal 
is that I'd love to get to a place where I'm sort of doing more like four books a year, where I do three books, three Stephanie Holmes, and one psych thriller. So that's kind of where I like to be. But um, in order to get there, I, ha I am where I am at the moment. And where I am is that I need to be doing a decent number, of <laughs> about double that amount of books a year. Um, and that's totally cool. So I'm writing this psych thriller. I'm about 30,000 words into it. I love it. It's probably got slightly too many murders in it. Um, but that is, <laughs> that's a future Steph problem, because current Steph is having a lot of fun. Um, so that's what I'm doing um, with that, and I will tell you more, more about that book in the future episode. But that's me, I'm going to be writing nine books this year, and I've already done one and a half. We're halfway through February and I've got one and a half done, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling good, I'm feeling confident. What are some other things that's going, that are going to happen this year? Basically, because the last two years for me have been a bit disappointing, I want to get back on back on track. And one of the things I want to do this year is I want to release a lot more material. Um, and it, yeah, so that's basically, you know, that's a big part of my strategy this, this year is that I want to release a lot of things. And so I'm releasing a lot of books. Um, but also I'm going to be doing two box sets and I've actually already released one of them in January. Um, so and the other one is the box set of the Stonehurst Prep series and I'm preparing that to release around about the time when I'm releasing these books in this second generation series and I'm hoping that the release of this box set if I put a bit of juice behind it is going to push more people into the second generation series and maybe vice versa. So we're doing um, two box sets so that's another two things I'm releasing this year. I'm also hoping to do more audiobooks this year. I'm a little bit gun shy about this because I have had terrible luck with audiobooks. I have spent a lot of money and I have made about half of that money bag, which is not great. Um, but I would like to continue, you know, audio, having books in audio is really important to me personally because it is an accessible format and it enables um, readers who are print disabled to access my books. And because my upcoming series also, um, has a heroine who is blind, um, which is my second series who has a, with a heroine with a vision impairment, um, I, I doubly think that's important. And so I'm going to be investing in having that series made into audio. And I currently have my... Um, uh, <laughs> that happens sometimes. We just, we're just talking on a podcast and we just completely lose track. Um, I'm going to be having my Dark Academia duet um, done in audio. The first one I've already updated now. And the second one's going to be made in April. That's possibly... All, at the moment, I think that's all I can afford to get put into audio. So I don't want to kind of make promises or sort of put it in my schedule that I'm going to be doing more in audio when I think realistically this might be even pushing the limit for me. Um, but I think we can only do what we can do. So that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, so that's audio. 
Um, I've also got the exciting thing that's happening at the moment is I have um, a four book series, my Kings of Miskatonic prep series, um, in for German translations. And this is an area I'm really excited about. A, a lot of other romance writers have been talking a lot about translations in the last couple of years, especially um, comparing them to the returns they're getting for audio. And translations probably cost, on average, I would say about double what people are paying for audio. Maybe sometimes they're, they're equal, but it kind of depends on how much money you're actually spending on audio. But most people I know, they're spending probably double what they're making uh, spending double what they're spending on audio on making their translations. However, they are, most people I'm talking to are really excited about the returns that they're seeing on translations, especially when compared to audio. Um, and so I am really excited about this. Um, I know that German, the German audience, they often, they love the darker stuff, they love the kind of often they love the kind of weirder stuff, they love a lot of horror and things, so I'm doing my Kings of Miskatonic prep series, I'm really hoping that that's going to hit that audience, I might maybe even hit a few Lovecraft fans over there, <laughs> um, so I'm quite excited about that, and to, just to see how that goes, and again, I think that this might be all I can afford in to do in translations this year, um, and it certainly may be all that my translator can <laughs> is able to fit in of my books this year. Um, I would really like to do my whole ca um, catalogue and translations, but I need to actually sit down and see how these translations do, and kind of figure out how to market them, and see if this is going to be a viable kind of option for me moving forward. And if so, then I may start, you know, thinking less about audio and more about translations, or maybe my series this year, my new series this, this year do really well, um, and who knows, <laughs> who knows, but that's where we're, that's where we're at. Um, a few other things that I'm looking at doing this year, um, for, on the kind of self-publishing side of things, one is that I am going to be doing a big signed book Kickstarter, which I'm again quite excited about. So, as you may know, I have done a Kickstarter before for a children's picture book, and we that was awesome. We funded successfully. We made the book. It was it was really gorgeous and brilliant and really cool. But this project is very different. Um, so, over the years, I've been getting increasingly uh, numbers of people asking, "Can I do signed books?" And I've only ever done signed books once before, and that was when I went to a book signing, and people purchased my books, and I signed them. And one of the reasons I have been reluctant to do signed books is because I live in New Zealand, and most of my readership are not in New Zealand, and the shipping and just the logistics of it are ghastly. So that's one reason. The second reason is that I struggle a lot with... Uh, kind of the feeling of adding a lot of stuff to my plate and so a lot of authors do signed books by they say have a bookshop on their website and you can go to that bookshop and buy a book and then the author will have a stash of books in their house they'll see that you've put an order through they'll sign the book they'll ship it off that is like hell to me 
It's just, it's another thing that I have to worry about. And I would push off signing the book. I would push off um, sending the, you know, putting the book in an envelope. I would push off taking it to the 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 post office. It would just, it would just suck. I'm not into that. But if I could have an event once in the year where it was this this Kickstarter where I put all this effort into saying, look, if you want signed books from me, this is your chance. And then when that was done, I had a massive bunch of books to sign that I could batch. I could do it all in one big batch and then send them out. And then that was me done for the year. That would be, that's awesome. That also means that the signed, the signed book is like an event for my readers. It's something they can get really excited about, and it's something that I can promote within a short time frame and give them a, look, you have to get in by this date or you don't get signed books. And all these things coming together in my head, and I'm thinking, yes, this is awesome. So that's what I'm going to do. So what we're going to do is um, we're going to run a Kickstarter um, for a limited edition set of signed books. And these are going to be only one series of mine. Um, so I'm, uh, what I'm hoping is that this, this works really well. And then once a year from now on, I could run a Kickstarter where I did a different series as a signed book series. That's what I'm hoping. But I don't know until I try. So for the moment, it's just going to be one series, which is the Nevermore Bookshop Mysteries. Um, sort of like I said before, this is not my most popular series, but it is the most requested. It's the most kind of fan-centric series. And so I think this is the right decision um, for my, my signing. Um, I've also polled my readers. I've done a survey of my readers, and overwhelmingly, this is the series they want. Um, again, it's really interesting because that is not my most popular series, but anyway. So what we're going to be doing with Kickstarter is we're going to be doing limited edition books, so you can only get, well, at the time when it's available, I may make them available later, but you can only get these books in the from the signing. They're going to be hardcovers. Um, I think I'm only going to do the first three books, but I may do the whole series because there's it's a bit complicated because there's there'll be seven books out in the series when the Kickstarter is live, but there's two more books to go, and I don't want to I don't want people to be left with like two books that they haven't got. Um, but I also don't want to be like having to do another thing next year where I give them the next year. Like I, I don't want to be complicated, so. No complicated, we're not doing that. Um, and the readers will have a choice is that they can um, they can back the Kickstarter for like a few smaller rewards, like a postcard and things like that. You know, those little small things, maybe a digital copy of the books, just things like that. Um, they can do that. Um, but then they can also they can back to get a collection of the books, they can back to get the first book signed only. Um, or they can back to get a limited edition book box where they get the first three books in the series and they also get some really cool swag that's related to the books. 
and I'm really excited about this. I've got this big list of ideas. Um, I've roped in a friend who does a lot of kind of logistic stuff, which is the stuff I hate. And so she's going to take over that side of things for me, and I'm going to do the fun creative side. Um, we've got a game idea that we're going to add to the boxes, which is it's just it's going to be so much fun. So that's a big thing that we're doing this year. And the other thing that I'm doing this year, um, which relates to this a bit, is um, what um, what a lot of people are referring to as discrete covers. And this is an interesting thing. It's an interesting thing that's going on, especially in the romance book world. I think this is very romance specific, but I, I might be wrong. And discrete covers are... So say you've got, you, you want to read a romance book, right? And you read in paperbacks. You're going to have to get this book, which has got like this shirtless dude on it. And some people find the covers a little bit embarrassing. Uh, you know, especially if they're reading on the bus or whatever. And that's whatever. That's fine. That's, you know, patriarchal bullshit. But it's all good. Um... But what some authors are finding is that if they offer an alternative paper bag for their series, which has, instead of having the kind of the, the Manchester cover on it, and it looks all sexy, they have more like a fancy typography or an object or something like that that feels a bit more kind of sophisticated and could be mistaken for any kind of book. Um, and they're, they're often a bit more arty and, and, and yeah, and kind of cool. So... They offer those as a paperback. And TikTok in particular is sort of giving authors a platform to get these discrete books out there. And, and what people are finding is that a lot of TikTok readers are paperback readers. And I'm seeing this a lot. I've been using TikTok since November and finding it really useful for my books. And one thing that I've noticed is that the series that I'm um, promoting on TikTok, the paperback sales of those series have skyrocketed and the other interesting thing to note about that is that the vast majority of my books quite a significant number are actually already typography or object covers so they're not Manchester I, don't, I have hardly any Manchester covers at all um, so what I'm doing this year is kind of zeroing in on this trend a little bit and I'm going to promote discrete covers a lot more but I'm actually going to kind of go the opposite way to it. So a lot of romance authors are talking about getting discrete covers made for their paperbacks. And I'm actually going to go the opposite way, where I get all my series that have discrete covers, and I get sexy Manchester covers made for the ebooks. And I use the A plus content and um, TikTok and some other sort of resources I have to to promote the discrete covers and I'm quite excited about this I'm trying it for my Dark Academia series um, we're just about to launch in March we're going to launch the Sexy Manchester covers um, and I'm going to arrange everything so that um, you can see in the A plus content that you can get the fancy discrete covers as well so I'm quite excited about that um, and sort of about everything I've got on my list here um, that uh, that's really kind of in the pipeline in terms of self-publishing um, and I thought I'd just quickly talk about Rage Against the Manuscript as well 
um, and what I've got planned for that. So basically I've got the podcast, which is my main sort of thing that I'm going to be working on for Rage Against the Manuscript this year. And the podcast is obviously free, and it will remain so. Um, I The first uh, season of the podcast had 30 episodes. I don't know if this season will have 30. That might just be a bit too much for me. I just, you know, sometimes you just do things until you feel like you don't have anything more to say. And that's kind of why I quit last time. I felt like I'd said everything I sort of had to say. Um, and now I'm back because I'm kind of refreshed and I've got new ideas and I'm excited about new things. And I'm like, oh, I've got more things to say. So I'm just going to go until I feel like I don't have anything more to say. Um, what's happening with courses and books and things like that? Um, so Interestingly, even though I've got these massive courses, um, how to um, how to rock self-publishing and how to rock your novel, um, which are these huge things, um, I put just hours, like weeks of work into. Um, my my most successful course by a country mile is the skeleton draft course, which is a short little seven video. Um, seven module course and so I'm going to be doing more any courses that I make from now on are going to be more like that they're going to be small they're going to be cheap they're going to be affordable for authors they're going to be zeroed in on a specific topic um, and they're not going to be big sweeping overarching things I already have like 80% of a new course written um, all about author branding um, and I just kind of haven't had the time to sit down and finish it. So that's probably going to launch this year. I am debating about whether it's actually a course or whether it's a book. I'm debating making skeleton drafting into a book as well. I just, I just don't know yet. Just don't know. Um, and then I guess the last thing, well, it's kind of funny. I <laughs> have on my list here that um, I have... A little bit of local travel planned to attend um, and speak at some writers festivals although I just got the call that one of these is going to is has been cancelled because of the Omicron outbreak and the rules around gathering sizes and things like that for New Zealand and I fully support the festival's um, decision to do that I think it's it's the right decision um, but it doesn't mean it doesn't mean it doesn't suck you know it sucks for uh, a lot for event organisers, for artists, for creatives who are in the event spaces, who rely on, you know, live events for their income. Um, yeah, it's just it's been a it's been a hard three years, my friends. I mean, we all know that. So yeah, so I've got a few things, um, a few sort of local travel um, things coming up, and I've got a little adventure down in the South Island, which is just a just a personal holiday for me. <laughs> um, gonna go hike. Gonna go hike and see some ghost towns. It's gonna be great. Um, yeah, and then basically at the end I'm, I'm gonna be doing a little bit more advertising as well this year. Um, not thousands of dollars a month, but I'm just gonna try and keep a regular kind of a bit of a regular baseline going on sort of my three kind of workhorse series and, and just see if that kind of sort of in general picks the numbers up a bit. And I think um, the final thing to talk about is my revenue goals. Now I do always set a revenue goal at the beginning of the year but it's one of these things where this feels 
it's less of a goal and more of a nice to have um, because I when I look back at the last two years I have been I've fallen very far behind hitting my revenue goals for both years but I don't look back at those years and really think that they're a failure um, it's just you know this is a very it's a very different business um, to a lot of other businesses and at the end of the day I have been so incredibly blessed and so incredibly lucky that I've been able to make a living and pay my mortgage and do all these amazing things from writing fiction and that at the end of the day that's <laughs> if I can get to the end of the year and I'm still doing that that's all I need um but I'm also ambitious I also you know I want to I want to grow I want to grow my readership and that um you know, and that means growing my revenue. And so my revenue goal for this year is $300,000. And we shall we shall see how I go. Um, things are tracking, I mean, it's, it's only February, so it's hard to know, but things are tracking in the right direction. Um, but it's all going to depend on how my next two series do. Another thing, final thing to note is that... Um, when you release a new series, this tends to be the time when you, when you sort of increase your your bottom line, when you increase your income. And although I released a lot of books last year, I actually only had one new series release, which was a Dark Academia series. And not coincidentally, that um, the, the release of that that series um, coincides with some of the best months of revenue that I've had in two years <laughs> um, so and that's only one new thing this year I'm releasing two new series I've got this new one coming out in um, th this new series coming out starting probably April I'm hoping um, and I've got a second, you know, this will be three books, a three book series, maybe a four book series, probably three, three book series, and then after that I'll be doing something else. So I have a second new series. So I have two of these sort of chances to level up. And then the second thing is that I've also got this, um, the psychological thriller that I'm working on. And um, I'm going to talk about that in a different podcast episode, what I'm doing with that. But that's kind of a third other thing and then I've also got this diversification which has fallen behind in the last couple of years and I'm bringing that back which is the audio and the German so I'm hoping that all these things together combined will help push me further towards that revenue goal so that is my year I hope I'm very excited I'm so excited I can't wait to dig into all these books and all these fun ideas that I have I can't wait to talk to you about how all these things are going I would love for you to come on to the Rage Against the Manuscript Facebook group and talk about what your plans are for the year I would love to hear about the things that you were doing and I know everyone else would too so that's all from me for this week. Um, I hope you found this kind of informative, informative to sort of hear about what I'm getting up to with self-publishing and how an author at my level kind of plans things out for the year and sort of what I'm thinking and where I'm going. I hope you found that really useful. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to 
have you back again next week when we dive into another exciting self-publishing topic. That's all for me for now. Bye-bye.